and welcome to the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I am your online Agile coach. This podcast is designed to help you understand all things Agile, help you land your dream job, and help you succeed in your role as a Scrum Master. So if you're an aspiring Scrum Master or you're relatively new to the concept of Agile, then this podcast is what you want to be keeping up with, all right? Because we are going to take you to that next level. All right, guys, so let's get started. So in today's episode, I want to share unique terminologies that are used in the agile development space. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with this popular saying that goes, when you're in Rome, you act like a Roman. The same goes for a scrum master or an aspiring scrum master. There are certain terminologies that are used in the agile space that you've got to learn what it means. And you've got to use those words because that is the language that we speak. So if you're an aspiring scrum master or a new scrum master, these terminologies will be very helpful as you come up to speed, understanding the agile space, understanding agility, understanding your role as a scrum master, and understanding how you support some of these teams, okay, or all of the teams that you eventually will be supporting. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share multiple words. I'm going to share what they mean. Now, depending on how time goes, I might share extra words without sharing the meaning. And what I'd like you to do will be for you to kind of go back to Google and go look up the meaning and help advance your, you know, your knowledge base of words that you should be familiar with. Okay. All right, so let's get started. So my first word is backlog, right? Backlog is a very familiar terminology that we use in the space. What does a backlog mean? Now, a product backlog is an ordered list of what is needed to improve the product, okay? It's usually a single source of work undertaken by a scrum team. So when you hear product backlog, we're just talking about a checklist of everything that is needed for us to build a product. But it's really more than a checklist, but I'm trying to just kind of make things a lot easier for us on this podcast, okay? And usually the backlog will always be housed somewhere central where everything that we need to kind of build a product is centralized in that space, okay? And there are multiple tools that we would use to kind of store our backlog. A lot of times we'd use tools like Jira, we'd use tools like Azure DevOps, we'd use tools like Rally and a few others that are out there. But it's important for you to understand that a backlog is really where your product owner kind of works from. That's where your team works from. And all the products and everything we're building really would be stored in a product backlog. Now, the next terminology that you probably come across is product backlog items. And we also call those user stories. So sometimes you're going to have people say PBI. You're going to have people say user stories. We kind of interchangeably use those, but product backlog items actually like the official name. But a lot of times we'll just call them user stories. And those user stories kind of like reflect the type of work that we're doing and trying to kind of come up with. And sometimes you're going to have things like spikes also that are also a part of the product backlog items. You're going to have enabler stories that are part of the product backlog items. And those are just different classifications of the type of work that is in that product backlog, okay? So it's just good for you to kind of know that product backlog will come up. And then you're also going to have the concept of a product backlog item. Now, another term that you should be familiar with is product backlog refinement. And that's really the act of you breaking down work and further defining your product backlog items into smaller 
items, right? So somewhere during the sprint, you're going to have team members all gather with the product owner and they're going to try to look into work that should be coming up and they're going to try to refine those stories, break them down, size that work so that they can prepare for the future sprint. You know, they're going to add details, descriptions, they'll prioritize it and estimate that work. And all of that process usually happens during a refinement meeting. And that's also a very popular term that you're going to come across as you kind of like continuously read and kind of understand um, the agile terms. Now, another familiar term will be burn down chat. I'm sure if you're already reading, you probably have come across a burn down chat. You know, either you see a burn down or a burn up chat. And basically what they do is they track the amount of output, okay? Sometimes they track in terms of hours, sometimes they track in terms of story points, or sometimes they track in terms of backlog items that a team, or that a team has completed across an iteration or a project. So burn down, is a metric that is very popular in this space and it's something that you most likely cannot miss. So it's important that you kind of get used to it and kind of understand what it means. Now, definition of done. That's also something that is very important that you're probably going to um, kind of come across. You usually come across like def definition of done and you come across like definition of ready. Those are two concepts. So now what is definition of done? Definition of done is an agreed upon list of activities that has been deemed necessary to get a product increment. Usually it's represented by a story. And for you to get that to a done state by the end of the spring, there's certain criteria that maybe the story needs to meet. And they'll usually call that definition of done. So this will guide the team to know that, hey, if you fulfill all of these criteria, then this story will most likely be accepted by the product owner. And it's a very good concept because that way it kind of guides the team to kind of stay on focus and stay within a specific scope of work. So that way they're not kind of working out of scope. Similarly, you're going to hear the concept of definition of ready. Now, definition of ready involves creating clear criteria that a user story must meet before being accepted into an upcoming iteration, right? So before we start a sprint or an iteration, you know, remember that I spoke about refinements where we kind of like have broken those down into smaller chunks. We've estimated those. There's certain criteria that we want so that the story is actually ready so that once a team member pulls up that work, they can start working on it. And so a team would usually have like correct, clear criteria that they're going to set to say, hey, before we can pull in this work into a particular sprint, it needs to meet all of those criteria. And once it meets it, then definitely we can pull it in. And usually you'll find teams using like this invest criteria, which is another term that we use in the agile space. And the invest criteria is just like, you know, uh, what's the, what's that word called? Like an acronym, right? To kind of mean certain things. So you have the I meaning independent, that the story needs to be independent. You have N meaning that the story needs to be negotiable. V meaning that the story needs to be valuable. E meaning that the story needs to be estimable. S means it needs to be small and T means that you need to be able to test the stories, be able to know that, hey, you know, the work that we build actually works. So you have that invest criteria as something that we would use to measure whether our story meets definition of ready. Okay. 
All right. Another common term that you're going to come across is epic. What does an epic mean? An epic is basically a large user story. So when you're at work and you hear people saying, oh, it's an epic, they basically just mean a very big user story. And usually that user story will not be completed within a sprint, right? Sometimes an epic will span multiple springs. Sometimes it will span multiple quarters, just depending on how big it is. So depending on the context of your organization, it might depend on how they want to use it. Those in the safe space, okay, might have an epic to span across a PI. And usually a PI will be somewhere between eight and 12 weeks. So it just kind of depends. But an epic just really means a very big story. Now, another popular terminology that you're going to come across is estimation. We estimate a lot, right? Okay. And so in software development, an estimate is the evaluation of the effort that is necessary for you to carry out a given development task. Okay. And that is most often expressed in terms of like um, duration. Sometimes you have people estimate in hours, even though a lot of people and a lot of best practices with advice against ours, we still see that in reality, most people still, a lot of teams still kind of estimate in hours, but most importantly, you're going to have a lot of people estimating, you know, with story points, Fibonacci numbers. That is another concept, okay? They're probably going to come across where they'll tell you about Fibonacci numbers and it comes in like cards where you're going to learn another concept of planning poker. Okay. And planning poker is kind of like a game, not really a game, but it's just a way for us to estimate stories. It's a fun way for us to estimate stories. And so we have cards, okay, that has different numbers. Those numbers are called Fibonacci numbers. And basically those numbers are the addition of the two previous numbers. So you're going to have the numbers in sequence of one, two, five, eight, right? 13. And the like. So you're going to add the two previous number makes up the next number. So two and one makes up three, three and two makes up five, five and three makes up eight and eight and five kind of makes up 13, right? So you're going to have them in that sequence. And that's how we kind of estimate in Agile. Okay. Some people choose to estimate in other ways, but estimation is a popular technique that you would also kind of come across. Extreme programming. This is an agile software development framework that aims to produce higher quality software. So the same way you hear about Scrum, the same way you hear about Kanban, you're going to hear a lot of technical teams using extreme programming practices, okay? So when you're at XP or extreme programming, that's what they're referring to. And it's just really great engineering practices that are used in software development. You're also going to hear concepts like facilitation, right? And basically, Scrum Masters usually facilitate more than half of the time. And a facilitator is a person who chooses or is given the explicit role of conducting a meeting. So we have multiple meetings in Scrum, okay, in the Agile space. And Scrum Masters, a lot of times, you are going to be facilitating. So it's good for you to kind of come up to speed with, you know, facilitation, what that means. Another concept that you'll probably come across is information radiator, right? Now, it depends on the environment, but I think it's important that I kind of drop this here. And basically, that's a term for any of a number of visual displays which a team places in a highly visible location 
so that all the team members can see the latest information at a glance. Now, remember the Scrum is very big on transparency and Agile is also very big on transparency and inspection. And so we want to have information radiators that kind of help us see the progress of team members. So all the burn down charts that we have and we display as some type of information radiators that we use in the Agile space. Um, now, another term that is very popular in the space is Kanban. And I think I spoke about this earlier. So you've probably heard about Scrum, right? Kanban is another type of framework that um, is kind of popular in the space. And um, it's a means to design and manage and improve the flow of knowledge and work and allows teams to start where they are to drive evolutionary change, right? Kanban is visualization, okay? And so people use the Kanban practices a lot just because it kind of helps us improve flow in the way that we work. Another popular term that you will probably come across is called the Kanban board. And this is a visual workflow tool consistent of multiple columns. And so even Scrum teams use the Kanban board. Kanban teams also have a Kanban board, okay? And it's very common for us to have a Kanban, but because it's a visual way for us to display our workflow and it's a way for us to kind of see how work is progressing. Okay, now another popular term that you're going to hear in the space is MVP, minimum viable product. Okay, now this is a version of a new product which allows a team to collect the maximum amount of validated learnings about customers with the least effort. So let's assume that we're trying to build like a very big product. In the agile space, we don't want to wait to big to build like everything, okay, to get feedback. So we want to make sure that we build like, you know, a subset of that product where we're able to put that quickly in the hands of, um, you know, our customers so that it can give us feedback for us to know whether we're in the right direction or not. So it's very, it's a very common term in the agile space that you kind of hear a lot. Now, peer programming, you most likely will come across this if you're going to be supporting a technical team. And basically, peer programming consists of two programmers sharing a single workstation, you know, and they are working together to pair on, on work. Okay, so they're using one screen, one keyboard, one mouse, and basically it's like two minds are better than one. And so they're really just kind of like pairing together to work. So you're going to see that space a lot. So I already kind of spoke about planning poker. I spoke about you estimating. I spoke about product backlog. And I think it's good for us to speak about the product owner. I know that's a very popular term, but it's just good for us to kind of come across, you know, go through it. So product owner is a role created by the Scrum framework responsible for making sure that the team delivers on the desired outcome. So in Scrum, we have the product owner, we have the Scrum master, and we have the development team members. And so the product owner role is a very big role that kind of helps us, okay? Now, a common term that you would also kind of come across the Scrum of Scrums, and this is a technique to scale Scrum up to large groups. So Imagine that you're supporting one team across the line, depending on how big the product is, you come across, you know, situations where you might be a part of a larger system, a team of teams. And in that situation, Scrum of Scrum is always used to kind of like coordinate communication amongst multiple teams that are building a product. Now, story mapping. That is another popular term. And story mapping consists of ordering user stories 
along two independent dimensions. So basically, story mapping is a way for you to map, you know, or use a story according to a user journey, right? Or a customer journey. So you want to understand how a customer will interact with your system or the product or service that you're building. And so story mapping gives you an ideal way for you to understand, you know, the different ways that the customer is going to interact with your product or service. And that could guide you to how you're going to build your product and how you're going to break them down into epics, you know, features, stories, and you know, whatnot. So it's a good way for you to kind of plan and create a roadmap from the product that you're building. Sustainable pace, that is another very popular term. And this is just when the team aims to walk at a pace that will be able to, uh, whether or not be overworked, a pace that they can sustain indefinitely. And in Agile, we always want our team members to walk at a sustainable pace, meaning a pace that is not too slow, And a pace that is not too fast, right? Because if it's too fast, then they're going to burn out. And if it's too slow, they're really not going to get work done. So we want to make sure that it's a space that is very sustainable, right? A lot of times you're going to hear the concept of the three C's, right? And basically it means CAD, conversation, and confirmation. And it's a formula that captures the components of a user story, right? And, you know, back in the day before all of us kind of went online instead of working remotely, we used to actually write our user stories in um, sticky notes, right? In a card, right? And so that will drive conversations and that way we're able to confirm that is exactly what we're trying to build. And that's really the concept of the three C's. Now, another popular concept that you're going to come across will be time box. A time box is a previously agreed period of time during which a person or a team works steadily towards completion of some goals. And every meeting in Scrum or Agile kind of has a time box. Our daily Scrum has a time box. Our refinement meetings has a time box. Our retrospective has a time box. Our reveal meeting has a time box. We always try to time box every type of meeting. And so time box is always, you know, going to be a popular term that you're going to come across over and over again. All right. Velocity. That is another popular term that you probably cannot do without. Okay. And at the end of each iteration, the team adds up the efforts estimates associated with each user stories that were completed during that iteration. And that total is called the velocity. And that kind of measures the speed through which the team is able to complete work, okay? So that's also very, very popular. Um, I feel like I might have spent quite a number of times, so I'm going to probably come to an end of today's podcast. And I'm going to drop some extra um, words for you to kind of go look up just because um, these words are like... (laughs) They're all over the place and it's kind of good for you to always know what this means. So I want you to kind of do this homework and kind of check through words like version control. What does that mean? Unit testing. What does that mean? Okay. Um, Test-driven development. What does that mean? Story splitting. What does that mean? Right. Um, Relative estimation. What does that mean? Refactoring. You know, what does that mean? Mop programming, what does that mean? Iterative development, integration, incremental development, frequent releases. When you have this concept, what does it mean to you? Continuous integration, continuous deployment, business agility, behavior-driven development. What does that mean? 
automated build, acceptance testing, what is an anti-pattern, what is an acceptance test-driven development. These are some of the words that I want you to go look up in Google and kind of use it as part of your backlog to build your terminology and, you know, become familiar with the space and the words that we use. So that for those of you who are trying to get a job, when you come across those terms in like, you know, job descriptions, you're not going to sound weird to you just because now you understand what he means. So I hope that um, today's episode has kind of helped you kind of seek further in terms of, you know, how we speak the language that we use in the agile space and also forms like a knowledge base for you to kind of improve yourself and continuously develop. So if some of those words or terms are new to you, then it's time for you to go level up and go find out what they mean and understand how you can use some of those terms in your workspace. And for those of you who are still searching, this is a great opportunity for you to come up to speed and improve your knowledge base of, you know, how we work in Agile. So I hope today's episode has been extremely useful to you and it has kind of helped you you know, set that space. Thank you so much for always listening to my podcast. For those of you who are yet to leave me a review, please, please, and please leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Um, Please share with your friends, share with your loved ones, share on your social media page. And for those of you who might be interested in coaching, my coaching program is actually opened. And so you can always click on any of the links in my bio. And I think the link would also be in this episode where you can schedule a 15 minute or 30 minutes call with me to kind of understand what the coaching program is all about and how I can be of help to you in your agile journey. Thank you so much once again. And I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.